0: Welcome to the Natural Health for People and Pets podcast, a show that aims to empower you with the knowledge and tools needed to take control of your own health and well-being, as well as providing health-promoting strategies for the dogs in your life. The world of health and nutrition can be overwhelming, so what better way to understand what works and what doesn't, what's evidence-based and what's not, than to hear it from someone in the know? So please welcome your host of the show, accredited naturopath and nutritionist, Narelle Cook.
1: Welcome back again to Natural Health for People and Pets. I'm co-host of the show, Glenn Cork. I'm going to introduce the host of the show, Narelle Cork.
0: Hello, everyone. So we're back again. Mm. Another show.
1: Another show. And you've been on a educational binge lately. You've got a whole bunch more certificates and you're doing much more study again.
0: I know. It is my absolute dopamine fix in life, which is not a bad vice to have in the big scheme of it's things.
1: A, it's a pretty good vice to have.
0: Yeah. Um, but that was really exciting to get those additional qualifications and just the knowledge to better help my doggy clients and to help our own dogs.
1: Yeah. Well, where some husbands come home and find their wife has gone out and bought a new pair of shoes or a handbag or something like that, I find out that you've just enrolled in a new...
0: Certificate of something. Certificate of
1: something. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. So as usual, a big shout out to our show sponsor, Big Dog Pet Foods.
1: Mm, Absolutely.
0: We love Big Dog. And if you're not familiar with who Big Dog are, jump on their website, bigdogpetfoods.com. 100% Australian owned and made company. Their products use 100% human grade ingredients. They've got amazing resources on their website and their customer service is phenomenal. So jump on their Facebook page like that, jump on their Instagram like that and buy their food.
1: As we've said before, they're very transparent with the way they operate and the ingredients that they use in their food. So but it's one of the things that I really love is that you can go onto Instagram or Facebook where they're actually doing some of their rolls, where they're doing some of their movie clips, and you can see the product that they're actually using. and
0: Yeah, all the raw ingredients that have been added and mixed in together. So exactly. So, you don't get that with pet food companies like ever. So, the fact that Big Dog is showing you behind the scenes because they're so proud. Transparency. Of, yeah, they're, hmm. they're just so proud of their product. And so, they should be, our dogs love Big Dog. And if you haven't tried it, give it a go.
1: And for us, it's not, you know, like if anyone's thinking, oh, you're just talking about them because they're the show sponsor and it's a sellout. It's absolutely not. We started using them well and truly before there was any talk of sponsorship. We absolutely believe in the product. Fantastic. As Narelle said, Australian-owned, Australian-manufactured, very ethical people doing the right thing for the canine community, great source of food. Our dogs absolutely love it and thrive off it. We have no problems at all when we're feeding big dogs, so if you're – looking for something that you can easily access in locations all around Australia, Big Dog Pet Foods, highly recommend it.
0: Yeah, and it is so convenient because I am addicted to study. Sometimes I'm very time poor and I still want to cook, you know, the best quality food for Glenn and myself, and I also want my dogs to have the best quality food. So to sort of cut open a a patty and pop it in their bowls is... Awesome. Mm. I love that convenience. I don't have to stand in the kitchen for half a day cutting up organ meat and muscle meats and things like that.
1: Oh, before we kick off, since you've been talking about your liquid herbs in the last episode you made me up a bunch for stress and energy because mm. uh, I put it on my Instagram page and a few people saw it and people all over the world are now messaging me and saying to me, oh, how do I get this? Well, unfortunately it's only in Australia. Can yeah. you do New Zealand or only Australia?
0: No, there's just some issues with liquid herbs flying in planes just because of the alcohol content right. and there's yeah certain restrictions and it just gets a bit too complicated. So I'm not delving into that area Mm. just yet.
1: Well, the herbs that you made for me are, like I said, the taste is never amazing, but you did put some licorice in it, which made it taste much better. Yeah. Uh, And I can actually vouch for the fact that it does work. It actually helps me.
0: Yeah. When I made that up and you saw it on your Instagram, I'm like, oh, you know, everyone needs like everyone's suffering chronic stress and low energy. So it's like just a universal tonic that everyone would benefit from. Yeah. So
1: let's make it clear, you're not just making these for pets. It's human grade liquid herbs that you're actually using and fantastic results. I'm really happy with in the short term, how much of a progress it's actually made with me.
0: Yeah. So anyone curious about the formulas that I have for dogs, just jump on my website, naturalhealthandnutrition.com.au and you'll see my liquid blends.
1: Absolutely. All right. What are we talking about today? You've got a subject matter that you're eager to get out there.
0: I am, because I do get requests for different topics, and this is something that came in from a few people, actually, over time. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to discuss the differences between turmeric versus curcumin.
1: Isn't one derived from the other?
0: Yeah, but, you know, the terms are, you know, very often used interchangeably, which isn't accurate.
1: Right. Okay, that's good, because I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, and so today, you know, hopefully by the end of the show, people will understand why You know, you can't just say turmeric or you just can't say curcumin. A little bit complicated, but it's really important because when people are buying supplements, whether it's for themselves or their pets, this is really important information to know and understand if you want to have an actual therapeutic benefit from the product. Because a lot of people, you know, might be buying supplements online online. And they're not getting the results, and it's, it's and then
1: big, they think it doesn't work.
0: Yeah, and then they give up on turmeric, curcumin supplements altogether. Right, but it's just could just be the quality and not understanding what to look for on the label when you do buy something.
1: Okay, that's good to know.
0: So, as usual, I like to start at the beginning. I assume everyone knows about turmeric, but for those who may know it just as a general term and not the details, turmeric is known scientifically as curcuma longa. That's the botanical name. Mm -hmm. And it comes from the ginger family. And just like ginger, it's the rhizome or the root of the plant that's used for cooking and medicinal purposes.
1: And they're very bulbous roots, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, just like ginger. Mm. I mean, they can be all gangly and things like that. So turmeric originated from India and it was an amazing part of Ayurvedic medicine. What does that mean? Well, you've got Ayurveda, so you've got like traditional Chinese medicine, you've got Ayurvedic medicine, you've got Western medicine. A
1: lot of people wouldn't know that because I didn't. Know, I had no idea what that meant.
0: Okay, so I always just think of it as equivalent, not equivalent, equivalent, but yeah, like you've got traditional Chinese medicine, mm. which people sort of understand. Yeah. Well, this is the Indian equivalent, right? Okay, yeah, but because like it's now one of the most widely used plants around the world because of all the amazing health benefits that are starting to come up and. The research and the science behind turmeric and its active constituents, I mean, it's absolutely skyrocketed in the last five years. And one paper I was reading said, I think there was something like at least 10,000 new research papers just on turmeric or around the topic of turmeric in the last five years. And for people who don't realize like that's huge like that's an exponential flooding of the research with all things turmeric
1: okay that's great
0: but when it comes to using turmeric based products for health purposes things aren't always what they seem whenever i think of it it reminds me of that ad this is probably showing out like our age because you'll remember it too no doubt like you know the oils ain't oils Yes. Was that Valvoline? Yes, it was. Yeah, the oils ain't oils. Yeah, it was John
1: Laws used to do it when he was on radio.
0: Yeah, well, same concept with all things turmeric Mm. because the issue is that turmeric itself, it's roughly 70% of turmeric's carbohydrate. Mm. Uh, You might have like, you know, 13% moisture. You might have like 10 to 15% of things like proteins, essential oils, vitamins and minerals. But only around 3% of turmeric is what's called curcuminoids. And so the curcuminoids, they're the active polyphenolic compounds that have all the amazing health benefits. Right. So that's a tiny proportion of turmeric that's active for health benefits. Okay. Most people are familiar with the term curcumin, but curcumin is just one of lots of different types of curcuminoids in turmeric. So to summarise that... You start with turmeric.
1: This is kind of reminding me of that movie Inception where it's just a world inside a world inside a world inside a world.
0: I love that. Yeah. yeah. So, you start with turmeric. Mm-hmm. Turmeric contains curcuminoids. Yep. And curcumin is one type of curcuminoid. Right. So, not so complicated when you break it down. Okay. Like that.
1: So, it's staged.
0: Yeah. But people say curcumin and or turmeric and they mean curcumin or they say curcumin and they mean turmeric, things like that. But it's actually, they're all quite different. So, you know, being curcumin is just a tiny part of turmeric. So it's very different. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, like the first problem with turmeric as a health supplement is that it only contains around 3% of the active constituents. The next problem with turmeric as a supplement is that of that 3% curcuminoid content, only between, and they estimate 1% to 6% of those get absorbed by the body. So potentially as little as 1% of 3% is what's available Oh, wow. That's
1: to really... To the body.
0: Mm. So turmeric has like crazy low bioavailability. And the main reason for that is it's not soluble in water. So that's why it's best taken with a source of fat. So if you think about the traditional Indian use, when they're using it in curries, they're using a lot of other spices such as pepper and they're using ghee mm-hmm. as the source of fat. So that's like perfect combination to help with the bioavailability of those active compounds in the turmeric. The third problem with turmeric products is that these active constituents that have all the health benefits, such as curcumin, they're really quickly metabolised or broken down in the liver to inactive compounds. So, And then these inactive compounds get really quickly excreted from the body through the stools, which I always laugh because I always think, oh, yeah, we start with golden paste and then we end up with golden stools. (laughs) Anyway, a tiny, tiny percentage is absorbed by the body and that tiny percentage that's absorbed is really, really rapidly broken down by the liver into inactive compounds that don't really do what we want them to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we poo them out. Okay. Just taking an oral turmeric powder, like especially something that you might, you know, like a turmeric powder you'd buy from the supermarket. If you need it for a health purpose, if you've got arthritis or whatever it is, you're really not going to get the full health potential mm-hmm. from that powder. Should we go through what some of the health benefits of turmeric are? I just assume people know that turmeric's... Well,
1: considering you're talking about it, it may be a good idea.
0: So I guess the main condition or benefit that turmeric's known for is its anti-inflammatory properties. Mm -hmm. And, you know, science now is pretty much saying that inflammation is the root cause of any disease that you can think of. Like it all starts with inflammation in the body, whether it's, you know, physical, whether it's emotional, you know, just all stems back to inflammation. Do you want to know how turmeric reduces inflammation or we just want to accept that turmeric reduces inflammation?
1: Why do you keep asking me this? It's important. <laughs>
0: well, I love that level of detail and, you know, that, that science. But I, you're a good sounding board for whether it's like, you know, we don't need to know this. Like, that's a nerd thing.
1: Well, I don't know it. So I guess if there's people out there who have an interest in it, which is a probably, you know, like it's like... <laughs> It's like any other subject matter. Some people are thinking, you know, look, I know about turmeric and it's not Mm. until they find out what they don't know about turmeric and they go, oh man, that's, like I said, it's like inception. It's just like a topic inside a topic inside a topic. So sometimes Mm. it's better to get an abbreviated breakdown of what it actually is and The benefits of it because some of these things you just accept on face value that there'll be a marketing person that will say, This is wonderful. It's healthy for you. It's very good for you. You can find it on our shelving at X Health Store or X Mm. Chemist or something like that. So then you would just accept that and you go along and buy it because marketing has said it's great for you. Mm. You think to yourself, right? How many times have I seen something on a Facebook ad or an ad where I've sent you the link to it? And you go, Why are you showing me this? And I'll go, Well, because it It sounds really interesting. They claim this. Right. But it's the marketing behind it that's been wonderful. Like when you've broken it down for me, you said, I could make you something that's 10 times better than this, 10 times more Mm. potent, because even though this will have some benefit, it hasn't got the benefit for what you want it for.
0: Yeah. And it's about understanding the ingredients because, you know, with marketing hype and we're going slightly off topic, but... um, But it's
1: important. Like you're saying to me, should should I explain this? The answer is, yeah, because this is a topic about turmeric and curcumin. So...
0: Okay, well, let me just summarise how turmeric or curcumin or the curcuminoids act to actually reduce inflammation in a nutshell. So the way it works at a cellular level is that we have what's called a master switch for triggering inflammation in the body, like turning it on, turning it off, and that's called a nuclear factor Kappa B. So it's usually abbreviated to NF-Kappa B. Mm -hmm. So in a normal state, this NF-Kappa B And it's in the cytoplasm of the cell, which is sort of where all the gooey liquid is. But like in a normal state, it's bound to something else that inhibits it from working. But when there's injury or where there's like another inflammatory stimuli, such as free radicals, which are damaging the body and the cell, then that causes that NF-kappa B to release from its inhibitor. And then it goes into the nucleus of the cell. And then it activates the genes responsible for expressing cyclooxygenase 2 or COX-2. And we've spoken about COX-2 in previous podcasts for the canine paradigm that I think I've done with you. Possibly. So, you know, pain medications are targeting that COX-2 pathway. So they're trying to dampen COX-2, but that's what turmeric does. So it inhibits that NF-kappa B that triggers that inflammatory pathway in the body. Mm. Anyway, I find that really fascinating that in our cells, You know, all of this little switching on and off is all happening. Absolutely.
1: That cellular function is really incredible.
0: Yeah. So inflammation, it can lead to pretty much any disease you can think of. Joint tissue destruction, cancer, cardiovascular diseases, insulin resistance and diabetes. You've got like brain issues, liver issues, kidney issues. Remember, like obesity is an inflammatory state, so curcumin's great for overweight and obese people and dogs. Any arthritic conditions, autoimmune conditions, gut conditions, you know, especially things like Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, so any of those IBD issues in people or dogs. Mood disorders like anxiety and depression have been clinically shown to benefit from turmeric. Alzheimer's disease, because it-
1: turmeric or curcumin
0: yeah i know it's easier to say turmeric than curcuminoids as we go along so i'm sort of doing what i tell people shouldn't be doing
1: so before we progress any further with that you're not claiming that it cures it you're just saying it assists with it
0: yeah it can help with these conditions right for example you know a clinical studies shown that a certain amount and i don't know what the dose is because remember with clinical trials there's always or any health condition treated by a natural supplement there's a clinical therapeutic dose. Mm. And this is sort of why I have issues with a lot of animal supplements that don't list the amount of an ingredient on the label, because how do I know that it's at a dose that's actually going to have a health benefit Mm. based on the science?
1: And you're also talking science, not just wishful thinking as well.
0: Yeah. There's just thousands and thousands of research papers out there now about the health benefits of turmeric and its active constituents.
1: From credible resources as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, for the most part, there's always dodgy studies where their methodology is flawed, but the majority, the largest percentage, you know, they're going to be credible. Yeah. I mean, turmeric's great for pain. It's great for enhancing recovery from exercise-induced damage. It's been shown to be as effective in some instances as like conventional steroid meds. And if you or your dog needs to be on steroids and you take turmeric at the same time, it can actually help reduce the side effects Right. Of the steroids. I mean, it's antibacterial, it's antifungal, it's good for wound healing, it's good for skin issues. I just read a paper that said that it's been shown to decrease histamine release, which, you know, we did a whole podcast on histamine and allergies for dogs. So, mm. you know, that's great for allergy prone dogs. People can Google the myriad of health benefits of turmeric and its active constituents for health. But, you know, going back to that really poor bioavailability, Because it is so hard to get, you know, the active constituents into the body to do the good work, companies, you know, over the years have had to really think about how they can sort of process the raw turmeric and create formulations that enhance, you know, uptake and bioavailability, and the problem is, you're not likely to see this on animal products, just mm-hmm. because of how poorly regulated the industry is. But if anyone's taking a human-grade curcumin supplement, hopefully you can look at the label and see that there might be a particular type of curcumin mentioned. So some examples: BCM95, Mariva, Curcumin, Theracurmin, Longvida, and C3 Complex. So they're all patented forms of curcumin that have been tweaked in different ways depending on the name, to enhance bioavailability. Right. So they all differ in the way they've been processed. But the one that I've always looked for for myself, for my human clients and my doggy clients, is the last one I mentioned, the C3 complex form of curcumin. Mm -hmm. And it's called C3 complex because it contains the main three curcuminoids, which are curcumin, which everyone knows. Mm. But the other two main ones are demethoxycurcumin and bisdemethoxycurcumin. So it's standardised to contain at least 95% of those three curcuminoids combined. Right. Now, the reason I have sort of naturally gravitated towards the C3 complex is because it's now the most clinically studied form of curcumin formulation on the market with the most scientific publications and clinical trials Behind it, Mm -hmm. it has a really high antioxidant value. So something called the ORAC rating scale. So the C three complex has. I don't know
1: what that is. I'm just saying, yep, to support you. (laughs) Okay.
0: Well, you usually see like products, like superfood products, will usually have a little graph on the back to show that their product has these like amazingly high ORAC value, like you know berries and things like that. Mm -hmm. So just means it's got a greater antioxidant potential. Okay. That just helps to offset the free radicals in the body, which are often the trigger for inflammation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Which we touched on earlier the C3 complex has the most safety data recorded for it and it's consistent with its quality. So you know, you're going to get the, you know, the exact same sort of ratio of those three curcuminoids in every batch. And, you know, it's been proven through all those studies to have really good bioavailability. Now, the way, and people tend to understand this a little bit, the way the C3 complex increases bioavailability is by adding in A black pepper extract, it's called piperine. So the active constituent of black pepper is piperine. Mm -hmm. So one study involving both animals and humans found that adding the piperine improved the absorption of curcumin by up to 2,000%. So that's awesome. It's not going to do us any good if we can't get it into the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. Now, the key ways that the piperine or the black pepper works, firstly, it makes it easier for the curcuminoids to pass through the intestinal wall into the bloodstream, Mm -hmm. so that's great. But remember, you know, these curcuminoids are really rapidly broken down by the liver, so we want them, you know, we, we need to avoid that. We want them to stay in the blood as long as possible so they can do all their good work. So the second way that the piperine from pepper helps with bioavailability is that it slows down that breakdown of curcumin by the liver, so we end up with higher levels in the blood. And the way it does this is by inhibiting what's called the cytochrome P450 mediated pathway. And that's just the phase one. So our liver has two detoxification pathways. We've got phase one and phase two. So the pepper helps to slow down the phase one liver detoxification pathway that breaks down the curcuminoids. So a lot of people will say that, you know, you need to add coconut oil and black pepper to turmeric to activate it. Mm-hmm. And while I understand what they mean when they say activated, technically it's not a correct statement because the pepper isn't, I mean, it's not activating anything. It's not like it's reversing like the inactive metabolites back into active metabolites once they've been broken down. It's simply slowing that breakdown in the first place so that we've got more free curcuminoids remaining in the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those little technicalities. It's not activating it. It's just slowing it down. Okay. So we don't pull it out as quickly. Right. Um, okay. So <laughs> That's a C3 complex. So when, whenever I'm shopping for a turmeric product, like I said, for my human clients or my doggy clients, not that I use that exclusively because sometimes I can't find what I want, but mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking for primarily.
1: But now you have.
0: I have, which I'm going to touch on very shortly, mm. and it's really exciting. But the other great form of curcuminoids Is as a liquid. So most turmeric's come in powdered form. Mm -hmm. But with technology progressing, you can now get it as a liquid form. The good thing about the liquid version is you can administer it sublingually, which means under the tongue, um, which is what I often recommend for human clients, particularly human clients with a lot of gut issues. Or you can do what's called a buckle administration, which is where you put it between the gum and the cheek. Okay. And that's much easier to do when it comes to dogs or cats. Now, the key advantage of administering liquid curcumin products in the cheek or under the tongue is that there's lots of capillaries in these regions that are like super close to the surface, which means that, you know, whether it's drugs or supplements, they can be absorbed directly and like really quickly into the bloodstream without having to go through the digestive system, Mm. which is why sublingual B12 is awesome for people with gut issues or certain genetic issues because it just bypasses that whole gut problem that's impacting their ability to get enough B12. Okay. It works the same way with the liquid curcumin. So because it doesn't go through the digestive system, it also bypasses that first pass metabolism by the liver. So like I said at the beginning, the curcuminoids from turmeric are really poorly absorbed because they firstly struggle to get in from the gut. And then once they're into the bloodstream, they get broken down really quickly. So by doing the sublingual or the buccal administration, you're literally just avoiding those two main issues to bioavailability. Mm. And the other key benefit of that is it means you can take a much lower dose because it's going directly into the bloodstream and you're not losing a lot of it out through the stools. You can take a lower dose and still get the same results, okay. which is awesome. But then having said all that, I guess it raises the question is like why would you ever use a non-liquid form?
1: Okay. Why wouldn't you ever use a non-liquid
0: form? Because you've just bypassed the gut and the liver. There are definitely positives for both. And I do think there's definitely a place for both. Mm -hmm. And to give you an example, there's a new product range that I am currently the sole Australian supplier for.
1: How exciting.
0: It is. It's really awesome. And the brand's called Vet Activate. And the reason I got onto them and I love them so much is their brand really aligns with my beliefs around quality control when it comes to the manufacturing of products for animals Mm. and the use of high quality evidence-based ingredients. So I love that that's what they're all about. And they've been in the business of manufacturing high quality products for like 30 years now. So they're very science-based. The other great thing is they're hundred percent Australian made and owned. So, there are two products that I really wanted from their range to promote and share with my doggy clients because they're just amazing. So the first one, and they're both they're both based on the active curcuminoids from turmeric. Mm-hmm. So the first one's called joint health, and it's the powdered formula that contains the C3 complex with the piperine. Now, in their products, they refer to it as vetperine, but it's that same active constituent that's known to enhance the bioavailability mm-hmm. of the Cumanoids. but the other thing i love about it is that it contains rose hip so most people will be familiar with like the enormous health benefits of rose hips for our dogs because of the product rose hip vital mm. so i've been using rose hip vital for our dogs like for years with yeah, really,
1: it's one of the staples isn't it
0: yeah we really great results i remember one of our previous frenchies i'm convinced the addition of the rose hip saved us from a cruciate ligament surgery when he was a puppy mm. And the vet's like, no, you know, there's no way you can't do cruciate ligament surgery. And I'm like, just give me a month or two and let me see. And yeah, you wouldn't have known he had any issues. Back
1: onto the product that you were talking about before. Yep. Uh, It was quite a journey that you actually went through. One that I got to experience with you (laughs) you along the way, because you're almost at the stage, you were so frustrated because this is something that you've been getting such a high demand for from your Mm. clients and you were almost at the stage where you were talking to me about having to manufacture it yourself because you were just saying, it's not out there. I can't find what I'm looking for. I'm getting increasingly frustrated because of the quality of the product's not there. And mm. then you finally found... This, yeah, yeah, I know it was amazing. You came into me and said, "Oh, guess what? I found this group, and they're doing everything that I want." And yeah. you've been having mega conversations, uh, very, very detailed, sciencey, nerdy talk. And yeah. uh, finally, you found this amazing product, and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm really pleased about it as well.
0: Yeah, and it's hard because I've always sort of reverted back to human, cook human products for my dog clients. But even though it's coming from me, and you know, I'm so risk averse, and I'm you know make sure everything's safe if I'm going to recommend it. There's just this natural reluctance by pet owners to use human products mm. for their pets. I think they're just afraid that because it's not the directions for use aren't, you know, at the right dose for their dog. Right. So, I mean, they rely on me to give them in, that information, but I just find there's a reluctance. So I love that there is now a dog specific and, you know, the dosings for the different dog body weights and cats too. Mm. And the other great thing is I've always used two separate products. So I've always used the rose hip Vital and a pure curcumin supplement for our dogs But now that I've got access to the Vet Activate range, I'm just going to use, like I've changed now to their joint health powder for all of our dogs for daily use, which just saves me the hassle of two products. And I hear that quite regularly. You know, I do a lot of consults with dog owners. And one of the things that always comes up is, oh, you know, I'm just so tired of having to add so many different powders to my dog's food. Yep. Well, I guess this product goes some way into eliminating that problem. Mm. So that's really great. And the second product that they have, which I really love, is the pure liquid curcuminoid. So, whereas the C three complex contains those top three curcuminoids that we mentioned, like curcumin, demethoxycurcumin, and bisdemethoxycurcumin, the liquid one is called Joint Care MediStrength, and it actually contains a blend of seven different types of curcuminoids. So you've still got those main three, but then you've got some other ones. And the benefit of that is one, you get a broader spectrum of benefits because the additional curcuminoids, you know, they plants, you know, are full of different compounds, and they, they're there because they all have a purpose, but they work synergistically mm-hmm. together. So, you know, as an example, one of the additional curcuminoids in the liquid is a it's called a dehydrotumorone derivative, and while it doesn't have direct anti-inflammatory properties itself, it's been shown to play a role in increasing the bioavailability of the other curcuminoids and helping them get taken up into the cells of the body. So whereas the C3 complex has the piperine, the black mm-hmm. pepper, to do that, the liquid has these additional curcuminoids to enhance the overall uptake and bioavailability.
1: So it's all a support network of each other.
0: Yeah. And the thing is you can use both products. So the company states that, it, I mean, it's absolutely safe to use both products together. Um, and just to give an example of that, so with Ladybug at the moment, Because she's more compromised, because she had the spinal injury, she's much more compromised from a a musculoskeletal perspective and the daily burden on her body because, you know, her movements are so ataxic, you know, she needs a much higher level of support. So she's getting the powder because it's got the rose hip in there as well. So Mm -hmm. she's getting that once a day. But then I'm also giving her the liquid version at the other end of the day. Right. So she's getting the double whammy. Whereas, you know, our other two Frenchies, because they're young and pretty healthy and got no issues – You know, I'm happy for them just to be on that combined turmeric.
1: So when we're talking about opi, we're talking about no physical. (laughs) No physical. (laughs) Yeah, if anybody's been watching my Instagram with him headbutting the cat all day long. Yeah, let's just talk about
0: physical issues. Actually, maybe I should put him on the liquid because, I mean, turmeric's been shown to help with behaviour and mental health. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it'd be a good experiment though, wouldn't it? (laughs)
1: Yeah, it would.
0: And even like Randy, like I've only had Randy on the joint health powder, but he's getting older too. So I guess if you had to just like, you know, if you wanted to just pick one of the two products, you might choose the joint health powder with the addition of the rose hips, like for younger dogs, just for like general well-being and increased vitality to support their immune systems, things like that. Or just for dogs or cats that have very mild symptoms or very early stages of, you know, joint issues, skin issues, gut issues. That would be a nice place, I guess, for the powder. But then you might really want to consider using the joint care liquid, you know, for older dogs, you know, dogs that are displaying more severe signs of joint disease. If you need a more potent treatment approach, if you need a more rapid treatment approach. So the other week, Pixel, one of our Frenchies, was running around like an absolute lunatic like she does. And she launches, I mean, it's the worst thing for Frenchies, but she just launches off furniture and anything she can sort of do. But I noticed, you know, she was sort of carrying one of her legs a little bit. Mm. And so in that instance, giving her the liquid would be ideal because it's an acute injury. You want a quick response. You want a potent treatment to sort of nip it in the bud mm. quickly. That would be good there. But you can use them separately. You can use them together. It really just depends on your dog's situation. I guess to start to wrap it up, when you're choosing a curcumin supplement, like just remember it's really important to buy a formula that's been clinically tested and proven to be absorbed, otherwise you're just putting out golden paste. <laughs> yep. And if you can, you know, you really do want to choose a painted form of curcumin such as the C3 complex. Yes. And remember, if a label just states that it contains turmeric root, which a lot of dog supplements do, it doesn't really tell us much at all. I mean, it might be good, it might not be good. It depends on the quality of the raw ingredients. It depends on their extraction process. And whenever a label is super vague, like the first thing I do is like, why? Mm. You know, what aren't you telling us? Because if a company is going to spend the extra money to use higher quality ingredients and more bioavailable ingredients, like they're not going to keep that to themselves. Like that is absolutely going to be highlighted somewhere on the label, Mm. definitely in the ingredients list. So it's really just the brands that are using cheaper and poorer quality ingredients that will have those like super simple and vague terms like turmeric root powder. Because I mean, generally they just want you to be sucked in by like just the general hype and knowledge around an ingredient, so turmeric. So people hear turmeric and they're like, oh, turmeric has all these amazing health properties. And the company just hopes that you don't know any different. Like you just think it's turmeric and you don't understand that it's the curcuminoids in the turmeric that have the health properties. And, you know, you hardly absorb any of it from plain turmeric root powder by itself. Mm. Yeah, that's really important. And, you know, like I mentioned last episode when we're talking about the liquid herbs and the poor quality control just around supplements generally, some products will just put the name of the herb and not even state what part of the plant is in the product. So is it the root? Is it the leaf? Is it the berries? Is it the flower? Because like that makes a fundamental difference to the health properties of that product. Mm. And when it comes to curcumin products, it's even sort of more rare for a product to outline that not only is it a patented form, but it's standardized to contain a minimum, you know, level of those active constituents as well. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that's so important, I know I said I was going to wrap it up, I'm getting there, is that curcumin supplements or turmeric supplements are really bad for being adulterated or contaminated with other things. So, you know, there was a case where turmeric supplements were confiscated, it's only a couple of years ago from a really well known supplier, apparently. And when they were tested, they were found to be contaminated with 43% of non turmeric material. Wow. So people thought they were buying a 100% pure turmeric product.
1: And it's just a bulker inside it.
0: And nearly half of it was just some other random substance. And because it's often like turmeric powder is often bulked up with grains, like, you know, wheat flour, barley flour, rye flour. So completely safe in that regard.
1: Yeah. But Um, just disgusting as far as uh, it's just very unethical.
0: Completely. And this
1: is why you've gone with the company that you've gone with as being the sole distributor because you've extensively researched it. They're Australian owned and manufactured, very strict procedures and standards and guidelines that they're working behind. And it's exactly what you've been looking for in all your searches.
0: Absolutely. So look, the bottom line is, you know, quality matters. You need to be able to trust where a product is made how it's made, do they use good manufacturing practices? Because at the end of the day, like it's your health, it's your dog's health. You know, you're buying it, you're spending your money for a reason, you you wanna see a benefit. Mm. Particularly if your dog's, you know, quite sick or in pain, like that's just heartbreaking when you have to watch that day after day. So if you're buying a product that's not what it claims to be because of poor manufacturing or, you know, unethical sort of practices, I mean, that's just heartbreaking to me. So the Vet Activate range, really awesome. I know I can ring them at any time and pick their brain, which again is amazing green light to the ethics and the integrity of a company. That's not afraid to talk to you about their products.
1: Exactly. One of the things I have learned from you too, which is as we mentioned before is to ask a lot more questions about the product instead of Mm. just accepting the fantastic marketing that goes behind it. And even, you know, like I've seen products that have been out there before by a popular celebrity or a popular influencer and they don't know what they're selling. They mm. are literally just – I'm not saying this is almost always the case, but there is a lot of times where people are taken up by the profit that's derived from it over the actual integrity of the product itself. Mm. So there have been things like I'm talking about my own personal experience here where I've looked at some amazing men's product herb mm. and, that, like I said, they're the ones that I sent in a Narelle and say, what do you think of this? And she'll say – that's probably-
0: I usually roll my eyes. I'm yeah, like, oh, she, here we go again. Exactly.
1: <laughs> she rolls her eyes and she'll say to me something like, this is half as good as what you need.
0: Or what I can get or from what an I Australian. Yeah, that's
1: right. And she'll say, it's, it's just a pretty label from somebody who's spruking a good idea. So yeah. it does pay to work with professionals. It may cost a little bit more, mm. but when you're talking about- the percentage of the actual necessity of the ingredient that's going into it over getting something that you're not really – I guess what I'm trying to say is – there are times where you'll buy something because you'll think, this is what I'm after. I'm going to save some money by doing it this way. But you're actually not because mm-hmm. you're not getting anywhere near what you want. Or sometimes you're not even getting the product that you really need because you haven't really consulted with a professional. You've just been suckered into marketing. Although I believe in marketing, it's a good tool and we're doing a bit of it now for Norell's <laughs> product. yes. I'm not trying to be unethical or trying to be, you know, a stooge and say to people we've got a product and we're not trying to sell it because we are, Mm. Uh, but it's because you've done extensive research on it and that's the only reason we're going to sell it because, I mean, look, if it, you know, let's say down the track anything that you picked up as as something that you included in your range, if you found out there was something better or the quality had slipped in what you were doing, you would immediately look into removing Mm. that product. And that's always been the ethos of what you and I have talked about with what you're doing in your business. And it's always been what you've stood for anyway, is, is what you're researching is, this is the best availability for what's out here now.
0: Yeah. And the trouble's been, like, I love that I can actually actively promote and talk about the Activate range on the podcast, because like I said, up until now, I've been using human grade supplements for my dog clients and they're practitioner only human grade supplements. So I can't actually talk about those. Mm. Outside of a sort of a clinic setting because one, you know, they're quite potent and, you know, there's a certain, there's conditions around which practitioners can sell and promote those products mm. on social media. And the other thing is the health risk. So if I say that I'm using X, Y, and Z human supplements for dogs and then people just go out and buy them themselves and don't understand how to dose them down for their pet, then that's a safety issue. right. Otherwise, I would have been, every podcast promoting, oh, yeah, for digestive enzymes, this, and for this topic, like this health role and that. It's just been tricky because they're human grade. and so it comes
1: down to knowledge and ethics.
0: Yeah, the Vet Activate range, I can freely talk about, and all the animal dosing is on the label, so people, it's a safe approach. I should just quickly add before we wrap up, once and for all, is that it's not to say that if you're making golden paste for your dog, that it's not having some health benefits, because you're still getting vitamins and minerals and essential oils. So even turmeric itself, even if you're not getting like a lot of those curcuminoids taken up into the body, it's not devoid of health benefits. So everything, you know, has a nutritional value, Mm. but if you're using it because you've got a dog with joint issues or pain issues, then I don't think it's going to cut it. So I think you need a more concentrated form of those active constituents.
1: Okay. So where do people find this product?
0: On my website, shop. Yep. naturalhealthandnutrition.com.au and just go to the shop tab and you'll see the dog supplement tab tab. There, so there's two Vet Activate products. One is the C3 complex with the rosehip and the black pepper, and the other is the pure liquid curcuminoid product. So, yeah, jump onto it. Limited stock. I must say there is limited stock available.
1: And you're not kidding about that.
0: Yeah, like it's hugely popular. So I was only able to get a small amount of stock because of how popular it is um, overseas. So it's not being sold at the moment in Australia, but it is in the Asian market. It is like really taking off. So I managed to grab some of the stock that before it went out to Asia. So naturalhealthandnutrition.com.au. If you've got any questions, you know, jump on the Facebook page natural health for people and pets, or just email me Norel at naturalhealthandnutrition.com.au.
1: And all these product ranges we use on our own dogs.
0: Oh, absolutely. So it's a
1: daily part of their nutritional upkeep.
0: Yep. I would not sell anything that I haven't tried on my own dogs.
1: Exactly. Yep. Let's leave it there. Yeah, absolutely. Goodbye, everyone.
0: Thanks, everyone. Bye.